All right, guys, running a quick promotion for about a week or so. I just want to let you guys know, 50th episode of the podcast, you're about to listen to it now. So I want to give back. I want to say thank you. I want to help spread the message, man, spread the word. So I am. we are giving away, I, we, whatever, are giving away a $50 Amazon gift card for the 50th podcast episode. Here is all you have to do. Hop on Facebook, hop on Twitter, hop on Instagram, and just tag a friend, and I will enter you both in the drawing. I will enter you both in the sweepstakes. Tag two friends. Tag three th- three friends. Just copy a link to this podcast or any one of the episodes of the podcast. Tag your friend. Tag me so I can throw you in the drawing. And that's it, man. You will be entered to win. We will draw the winners next Tuesday, July 10th, during our Facebook Live event every Tuesday night at 8.15. So good luck. Jim Schultz here for the F-Cubed Podcast. Man, it's a Monday, and we are in need of some motivation, man. We are in desperate need of some motivation. Autumn and I just moved into a new place here in Chicago, and we are we are dealing with a little cockroach issue. And by little, I mean, apparently it's a mild case of cockroaches in the kitchen, according to the bug guy. And I'll tell you, man... <clears throat> We're seeing half a dozen variety pack roaches on the daily. And so I am really, really hesitant to know what a severe case looks like. Because this, uh, this ain't too pretty. But anyway, we think we found the source. We, you know, we, we put it in God's hands, God's hands in his perfect timing. He will send them out. Or he will send us out of this place. But somebody's getting sent somewhere. I can tell you that. But anyway, it's Monday Motivation. Deal breakers. So I was thinking about what I wanted today's episode to be about. And obviously it's a Monday, so I want it to be motivational in nature. But as oftentimes as I can, I try to think of ideas that can tie together all three Fs. I really try to think of ideas that will all share some common denominator in fitness, finance, and faith. And it's actually... And this is part of the reason why F-Cube got built. Honestly, it's actually not that difficult because of my own experiences in all three. I have found that there are so many, so many variables, so many ideas that overlap. I mean, it is like a, it is like a Venn diagram with like, you know, I guess they're almost like concentric circles, you know, at, at, at some point where it's just, there's so much overlap. That it's really incredible. And here's one of them. <clears throat> so when it comes to the three F's. Fitness, finance, faith. I'm going to make the claim today. That there are deal breakers. That you simply have to be willing to accept. Otherwise. You are dead in the water. Otherwise. You are just stopped in your tracks. You cannot proceed. And, you know, I'm not so naive to believe that these are the only deal breakers that exist in in the F's. I'm going to just give you guys one for each. But I think that, uh, I think we can get something out of this. So let's work through all three. <clears throat> let's start with fitness. So fitness. 
What do I think is the number one deal breaker for fitness? This one is actually pretty simple. It's not the simplest of the three, but it popped into my mind immediately. It's nutrition. And I don't even want to get lost in the weeds, and I don't even want to get hung up on the details of like, oh, well, what are you talking about, Jim? Are you talking about macros? Are you talking about keto? Are you talking about intermittent fasting? You know, to where I basically starve for 18 hours and then, you know, I get into a, you know, pre-diabetic coma for the other six hours. Is that what we're talking about here? Maybe, yeah. All the above, none of the above. I don't even really care the specifics at this point. I'm just talking about generally speaking. The deal breaker is this. I don't care what your goal is from a physical fitness standpoint. I don't care. I don't care if your goal is fat loss. I don't care if your goal is muscle gain. I don't care if your goal is overall health. I don't even care if your goal is performance. The common denominator across all of those is going to be nutrition. The common denominator across all of those is going to be some nutritional strategy. If you ever hope to come anywhere near your potential in whatever goal you're going after, right? I'm not I'm not cherry picking. I'm not being, you know, like hang on. Oh, there we go. I'm not being, I got a text message and I got distracted. Sorry about that. I'm not being like, you know, oh, you have to do this. You have to do that. It doesn't matter. It literally does not matter what you're going after. Your nutritional strategy is going to have to be on point. The classic case of this is with fat loss, which is what I tend to talk about the most for two reasons. Number one, I think that that's what most people are interested in. And number two, it also happens to be the probably the one area of fitness that I would probably think I have the most experience with. If your goal is fat loss, you're not going to be able to train your way to the physique that you want. I don't even care what your goal is. I, I don't even need to know what your goal is. If you want to lose 30 pounds, if you want to lose 5 pounds, the likelihood that you can just train your way to that state is very, very low. Extremely low. It's almost zero, if not zero. And so you need to have some nutritional strategy. Now, again, we could get into like deficits and energy balance. We can get into all that stuff. Carb timing, calorie. I mean, we could get, we could go crazy with it all. And we have, you know, in the last 52 episodes or whatever, when we've talked about fitness, I've already dove into a number of those different things. And I've got many more things coming on down the chutes. But right now, I just want to say the deal breaker for fitness, for fat loss, is a nutritional strategy. Now, what about muscle gain? It's the same thing. It's the same thing, man. If you want to build muscle, if you want to spike your muscle protein synthesis to build muscle, to create new muscle tissue, you are literally trying to alter your homeostasis to become a larger human. Like, let's just throw it out there, man. Like, that's what you're trying to do. That's not going to happen by accident. Right now, if you're a total beginner, like yes, you can train and you're gonna grow like a weed, and you're gonna think, oh man, this is so easy. But that's only gonna last for three months, six months, whatever. Then you're going to have to become familiar with things like protein, and things like muscle protein synthesis, and things like calories. Even if you don't count them, you're gonna to want to be aware at some level. Well, what if performance is your goal? You know, what if your goal is just to perform? What if you're like a runner? Or, and my heart goes out to you, man. My heart's gone out to the runners already a couple times over the course of the last few months. It goes out to you guys again because 
man, I am in awe of what you guys do. I really am. Those of you guys that are, you know, sprinters, marathon runners, it doesn't matter. It is so different from anything that I have ever wanted to do or will likely ever want to do that I'm just in awe of those levels of performance. Well, if you're a runner or some kind of performance athlete, a triathlete or an Ironman or whatever, a CrossFitter, nutrition plays a crucial role, right? Because now you're not talking about fat loss or muscle gain necessarily. These might be you know, secondary or tertiary goals that you have, but your goal is to perform. Well, how are you going to perform your best when you are fueled efficiently? How are you going to fuel efficiently? with a nutritional strategy. So I think from a fitness standpoint, nutrition makes a lot of sense to me. So what about finance? <clears throat> this was actually the one that I struggled with a little bit because there's a couple of different ways I could have gone with this. And I actually thought, well, I'm going to keep this really, really general because I don't want to get too specific, right? I think nutrition is specific enough. With finance, you are going to have to approach your financial situation, the past, the present, the future, with a willingness to learn. You are going to need to approach your financial goals in life with an openness and an open mind to consume knowledge and then implement the things that you learn and then actually attach some action behind whatever knowledge you do consume. Because I think that when it comes to fitness, and I think when, we'll, when we talk about faith here in a minute, the same thing applies. Both fitness and faith, they're kind of intuitive. Like, you know, we'll talk about faith in a second, like I said, but we've already talked about fitness. I think we all intuitively know that we should be eating to meet our goals and objectives, right? I don't, I don't really have to sell you on that. I think you probably already know that. And I think that that, I don't even think that that's like a, maybe that's like a social conditioning thing. I'm not sure that it is. I think it's kind of just intuitive. I think innately we kind of know, you know, and maybe it is an environmental thing. I'm not sure. But whether it's internal, external, we've all, you know, existed in some environment where we kind of know what we should be doing nutritionally. Now, whether or not we choose to do it is a different story. Well, finance, I think the same thing applies, sort of. And that we all kind of know that, hey, I probably I probably should be paying attention to my budget, right? Like I talked about last segment. I probably should be investing for the future. I think we know these things intuitively, but I don't think it's as intuitive as fitness, honestly. Especially when you start getting into things like credit scores and insurance and kind of some of the details and the ways that these products work. There's not a whole lot intuitive necessarily about, you know, like property insurance, right? I mean, other than the fact that hey, I should probably have property insurance because I have a lot of property. I think that's kind of where it stops, right? Like you don't really know like what to do next. And so that's where you have to have this open mind and this willingness to either reach out to somebody for help or consume all the information on your own and then kind of filter it and figure out what makes sense for you to achieve whatever objectives you want to achieve. And so I, I, I like going this route with finance because it captures the whole field of finance. Now, I generally tend to focus on like investments and trading and budgeting 
and I dabble in a little bit of like credit and like debt management because that's kind of what gets me fired up and that's what I'm excited about within the field of finance. But that's not the whole field. Like you could start getting into like real estate and like rental properties. You could start getting into like insurance, stuff like that. And that, you know, I wanted to, I didn't want to alienate any of you guys out there that might be interested in or excited about learning more about these different areas of finance that I don't really touch on so much. So I just really want to encourage you guys and motivate you guys here on this Monday motivation, Monday motivational piece to approach finance with a willingness to learn, approach finance with an open mind, approach finance with a hunger for knowledge, and you'll probably be okay. So that brings me to the final one, faith. And speaking of probably being okay, (laughs) this was actually the simplest one for me. Like this one, I did not even have to think about this one. I knew where I wanted to go with this one immediately. So the deal breaker for nutrition or the deal breaker for fitness is, is nutrition. The deal breaker for finance in order to improve and get better is an openness and a willingness to learn. The deal breaker for faith, again, of course, speaking from a Christian perspective is without question, without exception, Jesus Christ. That's it. I could really stop it right there. I want to drop the mic that's in my hand, but I'm not going to because it's kind of expensive and it's the only one I've got. But it's it's all about it's all about Jesus, man. Like it, it really is. And I know I say this all the time, but I don't think I could say it enough. I like I, I really don't. And I don't think I could say it enough for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't think I could say it enough because people need to hear that. People need to, you know, feel that. People need to come to that understanding. That's the first reason. But the second reason is this. I can't even tell you guys, and this is a good segue into what I want to get into today with the whole deal breaker aspect. I can't even tell you guys how often I find myself learning something new about this man learning something new about our god jesus it's it's incredible to me and i you know i'm not i i i wouldn't even pretend that i have you know been studying him for a long long time and i have all the answers and so i'm just like baffled that oh my gosh how did i miss that i've been looking at this for so long no 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 i've been looking at it for a while now and I have grown in my understanding but still I have so far to go and I still I am so I'm amazed almost almost on a daily basis almost definitely on a weekly or bi-weekly basis and I'm like oh my gosh like it really is all about Jesus like I'll be sitting at my desk at work sometimes and I'll sneak in a little bit of quiet time here and there when I have a few extra minutes and I'll just sit there quietly I'll be like, oh my gosh, like it, it really is all about him. Like it's not just a, it's not just a saying, like it's not just a bumper sticker or a hashtag. I'm like, wow, like it really is all about him. And so for my Christian friends out there, right? You guys, maybe you know this, maybe you don't know this. I don't know. But you know, if you call yourself a Christian, the deal breaker is Jesus. The deal breaker is his life as an example. The deal breaker is 
His word as instruction and guidance. The deal breaker is His authority over your life. That's the deal breaker, my friends. That's it. And I don't know, like I said, I'm learning, man. I don't know all there is to know about Christianity. I am very much at the beginning stages of the learning curve. But I have figured out that much. That's really what it's all about. So if you're not a Christian and you're listening, I thank you very much for your time and your attention. And if you're not so interested in the faith element, I totally respect that. I really do. And I really appreciate you even more for giving me your time and your attention and your willingness to maybe, even if you're fast-forwarding through this stuff, just to get to the fitness or the finance stuff, man. I totally respect you. But if you have been wondering about Christianity or if you've been thinking, ah, you know, I wonder what these guys believe, man, I would just encourage you to learn about Jesus first and foremost. Learn about his life. Learn about what he said. Learn about what he did as an example. And that will tell you what true Christianity is really is all about because Christianity is it, it's it's not just a, a like a, a like a doctrine or a set of books or guidelines or rules or anything like that it's really just this man it's really just this man and his life and his legacy that is like no other and so, you know, I, well, Christian or not Christian, I mean, just to wrap it up, you know, Jesus is the deal breaker because, and I know I've said this before, I can't remember which podcast it was on. It may have been the Freedom of the Cross. No, actually, it may have been Christian divisiveness. I'm not sure. Nevertheless, <laughs> I'll, I'll say it again since I can't remember which one it was on the first time anyway. Since it's all about Jesus to begin with, if you can't find yourself getting to a place where you agree with his life, his death, his resurrection, what he says, all that stuff, then nothing else matters. Nothing else that you might read in scripture or in the Bible or you heard your pastor say or you googled on the internet, it literally means nothing. It is completely irrelevant. If you are at a spot where you haven't submitted yourself completely and fully to his lordship I mean that's what it's all about that's what Christianity is all about and so until you get to that point nothing else really matters until you get to a point where you're at least working to that end goal nothing else even matters and so I say that because I think a lot of people and this is a separate episode altogether that I'm actually working on that will probably come out sometime and then it be sometime between the next three days and three months. I'll probably knock this guy out. You know, so many people want to wrestle with these really, really difficult passages in Scripture. And they try to poke holes in the Bible and they try to find contradictions and they, you know, they, they, they crack open like, you know, Judges and like Leviticus and they're like, oh yeah, see, like, that's crazy. Like, they're condoning whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, the first thing that I'll say is, and again, keep in mind, I'm saying this not having a completely firm grasp on all of Scripture myself. And so please, you know, extend me a little bit of latitude and a little bit of grace. But the one thing I do know, the one thing that I've learned in studying Scripture is a lot of times it's not what it seems at face value. Meaning, you have to take into account the context of, you know, the 
the time and place in history with which that was written and with you know to the audience that that was written for so that's the first thing I'll say but the second thing I will say is this until you've come to some conclusion about Jesus and his life and his death and his resurrection who gives a rip about what's in Judges or Leviticus the deal's already been broken man like there's no deal to make right if you dismiss Jesus and just think he's just some looney tune then who gives a crap about anything else that's in there? It literally doesn't matter, right? But if you say, yeah, I think Jesus is who he says he is, and I'm going to put my faith and my trust and my belief in that, well then, yes, now the time for you to crack open those difficult passages will come. It may be now, it may be later, but you're on that path. But again, you've already put your faith, your trust, your hope in the true deal maker, so there's no broken deal here. There's a made deal. And the rest of it, you know, is all really just icing on the cake or, you know, details around the edges or whatever. Whatever. So there you go. There's a little money motivation. A little bit later than I want to get it done today. But uh, we've got the maintenance guy in the house working on these cockroaches. So I'm really hopeful that I'm going to go inside and uh, get some good news. So pray for me. Keep me in your thoughts. Keep me in your prayers. I hope this lifted you guys up a little bit in one of the F's, if not all the F's. And I will see you guys next time. Hey guys, you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. I am so humbled by your time and your attention. Man, it would mean the world to me if right now, if you texted one of your friends with a link to this podcast and you were just like, hey, check this guy out, give this guy a listen, you know, I think fitness, finance, faith, you know, it might help you out. Help me spread the message. Help me spread the word. Man, it would be phenomenal.